0: Thank you for joining us today. We'd love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. So we encourage you to share your story with us at info or go to the story tab on the church center app. Also, if God is using this ministry to impact you, we encourage you to partner with us financially. You can do that by clicking the giving link located in the description below this video at fellowshipgj.com. Or if you are a member here at Fellowship Church, you can give through our Church Center app. This will help us to continue to bring the message of Christ to our community and beyond.
1: Again, thanks for joining us and enjoy today's service. Doesn't that intro just make you want to like Lord of the Rings something? Yeah. Let's grab a sword, take down a dragon. You know, uh, uh, Jeremy Kellogg is over that part of our, our programming ministry. Does all of our MVIs? He does such a good job, doesn't he? Yeah. Uh, yes, that is. Uh, That's not something he just finds on the internet. Each week he has to make those. And so there's so many different things that happen behind the scenes just to make a worship service come off here. And Jeremy's a a big part of that. He does a great job. And it does. It makes you you want to take on something in your life that's bigger than you. And sometimes we have dragons like that. And we're getting ready to start a series, a four-week series, on slaying dragons. Slaying some things in your life that you just don't want there anymore. Things that are uh, bothering you, maybe, maybe they've just become super, super uh, big distraction in your life, but you want to slay them, you want to get rid of them. And probably as we polled the staff this a uh, few weeks ago, we, we asked, you know, what is a big dragon you think that people face uh, today in our culture? And over and over again, it was like anxiety, 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 anxiety is, is a big issue. And we tackled this subject of ag- anxiety way back in January. And so we want to do it again, but this time I want us to kind of assess, how are we doing? Did we listen? Did we make some changes in January so that anxiety is not such a big issue in our life? Or have we forgotten how to fight? Have we forgotten how to slay that dragon of anxiety in our life? Now, anxiety is an issue, and it's an issue that, that affects both men and women. I, that's one, one reason why I wanted Julie to help me out this morning, so she's going to be speaking with me. So we can kind of look at it from a couple of different vantage points. We know that anxiety is on the rise. In fact, statistics say that 25% or uh, it's 25% higher rate of anxiety now than before COVID-19. And and so so we know it's more as far as just the from the things that are happening in our lives and how it's affecting us. But then uh, doctors and and, uh, specialists say that the anti-anxiety medications are being prescribed now more than ever. And if you were to go and you were to talk to your friends and they were to be honest with you and you just asked them, just said, is anxiety an issue in your life? Do you struggle with being anxious? Do you struggle with that kind of stress? Almost every person would tell you yes. Yes. Maybe not every day, but it is something that I have to face and I have to deal with. So we know we struggle with it, but why? Why do we struggle with it? Well, there's the obvious things, right? There's the things in our life that, that can cause us to stress out and be anxious. Or the, the economy and how it is affecting our finances, that can be something that makes us anxious something to get you know a little anxiety going in our life when we start thinking about the fact that we got to make ends meet and we have less but everything costs more that's that's something that makes us anxious. Uh, our kids and, and trying to raise our kids in this society with as crazy as things are and the stuff that they go through as our children and how we want to guide them and protect them and that that can makes us make us anxious right we can be anxious parents if we're not careful. And then you know sometimes it's our health that causes anxiety we can struggle with our health in some way and I always say this we don't know uh, we take for granted our health until we lose it (laughs) It's so true but and maybe it's not even your health maybe it's the health of somebody that you love and so they're going through some kind of issue with with a physical issue and so that's stressing you out you you know you're praying for them you're hoping that they get better that's whatever the case or or maybe it's something like a relationship Maybe it's conflict. Maybe it's conflict in your home, with immediate family. Maybe it's conflict with uh, maybe family members that aren't in your home. Maybe it's conflict with a boss or a coworker or somebody within your small group. I mean, maybe it's just conflict on, on a team that you're on, and that causes us to be anxious or to have anxiety in our life as well and those are those are pretty common and it's pretty easy sometimes to to go I feel anxious this is why so we see it we understand it I feel anxious because of the economy I feel anxious because of this friendship that's broken so we identify it but there's also some underlying things that are happening with anxiety now that maybe we've never faced before none more so in the last three years If you uh, were to read a new book out, it's called A Non-Anxious Presence by Mark Sayers. He talks about this underlying issue that most of us have now. And he kind of explains it like this. If you think back when you were a kid and you were growing up, for the most part, you trusted authority and you trusted people. You gave most people in authority the benefit of the doubt. You trusted them until they gave you reason not to trust them. That's pretty common for those of us as we were growing up. But as things have changed, we are now noticing that our trust level isn't there like it was once before. I mean, when I was a kid, I, I, we trusted government. We did. We trusted the government. And not to say that all government is bad or that everybody in government you can't trust, but we know that there are people in government that they're hard to trust. How about the news? Can you trust the news anymore? Can, can you believe that we're living in, in a state now where we can't trust the news? I remember growing up, when you watched the nightly news, Walter Cronkite spoke the truth, we thought. I mean, it was, if Walter Cronkite said it, it was like Abe Lincoln saying it, right? That we just, we believed that. We believed when people said something, we took it to heart. We trusted that our children... We're going to have the opportunity to have a better life than, than we had. But with everything that has happened, especially over the past three years, it's caused us all to take pause. It's broken trust in our hearts towards things that we didn't used to have trust issues with. And where there is broken trust, there's anxiety. It just is. And trust is something that is earned, we're not supposed to give that out freely. It is something that is earned. And if it's broken, a person or an organization has to rebuild or reprove to you that they have the worthiness to trust them again. So when you add this to all the other identifiable stress agents in our life, it's no wonder that anxiety is a problem. But we want to make sure here at Fellowship that when you come into this worship center, this is a stress-free zone. This is an anxiety-free zone. And you might come in with all kinds of stresses and pressures and weight, but somewhere within this service, that is lifted off of you. And when you leave this place, you have a sense of peace. You feel that weight come off, and hopefully you have a new perspective on whatever it is that is, that is causing you problems. Now, here's the thing. We go to a lot of work to try to make sure that our services do that, but it's God in the service that does that. When we gather together and we worship Him, something happens. When we hear the truths from Scripture, something happens. And we want to make sure that fellowship is always a place where you can come and you can get that peace and that new perspective.
0: So not only are prescriptions up for people, but our pets are medicated and diagnosed for it as well. So Joe and I got married. We were 21 years old. We were just young and ready to take the next steps as a married couple. So I finished college. We bought our first little town home in Fruta. It's about 1,000 square feet. And then the next step that you logically do is get a pet. Right? You get a pet. Even if you're not a pet person, you get a pet. OK? And here's a cute picture of us when we're a little, oh, look at that. I just love it.
1: Your dog and Joe have the same facial hair.
0: <laughs> uh, so we were we were doing some research beforehand, and we we had seen on a website that there was uh, Husky Malamute puppies for sale, and so we're like, okay, let's let's check this out. And so we found on this one like one website that said Husky Malamutes are the perfect apartment dog. <laughs> I know That's why you
1: don't ever, you don't believe everything you read on the internet, yes? Right,
0: right. And we were that was foolish, foolishly. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so Charlie was no exception to the rule. Like she was so smart, she was beautiful, and we did all of the steps right. I mean, she uh, we we ran her and trained her and did all of those things. But guys, she was not loyal. <laughs> Every time you opened the door, she bolted. She was out of there, and she shed everywhere and if you corrected her at all she would howl and you I was nervous that the neighbors were going to call like animal patrol on us or something <laughs> but anyway sorry I'm like getting anxious yeah, talking yeah, it happens, about it, it happens, yeah. so anyway we took her into the vet and we're just begging him like please is there anything else that we can do and he said I think she has separation anxiety okay So he prescribed her some Prozac, and you guys, I didn't know that dogs could have anxiety. (laughs) But listen, if you are feeling anxious, depressed, overwhelmed, you're not alone. There's nothing wrong with you. It doesn't mean that this label that you have put on yourself is what is going on. We too quickly just smack on these labels on ourselves when God is the one that has given us his identity. Mm -hmm. So these emotions are warning signals because we all face adversity. It's telling us that something has happened or is happening in our brain that we need to deal with. The real pain that we experience is a sign that our brain is in a state of disequilibrium. It's not a sign of a defective brain. Your experience doesn't need to be validated by a medical label and mental health struggles are not your identity. They're normal. They need to be addressed, not suppressed, or things will only get worse. And guys, mental strain is not new. Humans have always battled in our minds, and you can see throughout the book of Psalms how the writers are pouring out everything that they had to God. It says in Psalm 42, why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? Ecclesiastes 5:16 through 17. And this, too, is a very serious problem. People leave this world no better off than when they came. All their hard work is for nothing like working for the wind. And throughout their lives, they live under a cloud, frustrated, discouraged, and angry. So wait... How are we gonna slay this dragon? How do we become more than conquerors like the Bible says? How are we supposed to have this joy-filled strength that we talk about on Sundays when the world is in chaos? It's by the renewing of our minds. Romans 12, two says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect now i want to break this scripture down a little bit because the behavior and customs of the world that we're living in right now it's it's instant it's quick it's fast i want it now and we don't want to put in the hard work that it takes to have true change and honestly we've never really been taught what that looks like and you might say well i tried praying once I put in my order to the Lord, and he didn't custom deliver for me. I ordered a Chick-fil-A sandwich with pickles on the side with two ranch packets and one buffalo and a half-cut sweet tea, and I did not get what I ordered. I know, amen, huh? I, uh, I prayed not to be stressed, and it didn't work. So here we are, disempowered, feeling guilty, giving up and causing more damage to our mental health but here's the thing. When we give our requests to the Lord, we have to let him transform us, and that transformation takes time. That reconstruction takes time. You have to think about what you're thinking about, and we have to bring these things to God, and you can't learn to know God's will for you if you do not spend time with him, Brain neurologist Caroline Leaf is a Christian scientist that has had a lifetime of research in the area of the brain. And when looking at a thought, it actually looks like a tree. I have a picture up here that takes up real estate in your brain. Now, a thought is a concept or a big idea inside, and shooting off from it are these embedded memories that are connected with that thought. So let's say you had a stressful day at work. Your coworkers aren't getting along. You just got a call from your aging mother and she needs your help right now. And you got a call from the principal saying that your kid had just gotten a fight and you need to come pick them up at the school. And then, to top it off, you forgot to set out the chicken. So you're eating fast food again. And you just can't handle it. And so you, you hop on social for a second just to try to, to mellow out. And there's an ad that pops up and it says, You have anxiety. You need to try this. And you think, yes, that's me. I'm just an anxious person. I'll never get a break. I am worried that my kid will never figure this out. And this toxic thought begins to grow as you keep watering it. And the pathways in your brain are firing and you are spiraling out of control. But we have to cast that anxiety on the Lord, not social media not word vomiting to your husband, not exploding on our kids, but to Jesus. First Peter 5, 6 through 7 says, so humble yourselves under the mighty power of God, and at the right time he will lift you up in honor. Give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares about you. And it's so humbling to admit our thoughts, our worries, our cares, to know that, that sometimes there's just things that you can't do, you can't change, there's Only God can, but he's equipped us on how to respond in a healthy way. We don't have to be controlled and victimized by these circumstances. We can capture those thoughts and make them obedient to Christ, and God cares. He wants to carry your burdens. He wants a relationship where you are talking with him and relying on him. Now, I grew up in a family, a very loving family. I have such a great relationship with my parents. They're actually here today. And all of my siblings and everything. And I was experiencing uh, some, some chest pains uh, a couple of years ago. And just with my upbringing, I, I found a lot of freedom in that area, but I still just struggle with those thoughts. And I was fresh out of surgery, and so there was a risk a pretty high risk of blood clots for me. And so as this weight was coming down on my chest, I thought, OK, whew, babe, this is it. Um, call a babysitter for the kids. And he picked me up, and we went straight to the ER. And as I was sitting in there, like I kept, I kept not being able to catch my breath. And they, they took me back to the room. They hooked me up to all the machines. They ran all the tests and all the things and there was nothing wrong with me. What, what they did find is that I was experiencing a panic attack. No way, I, I, I can't, I'm, I'm a pastor, I'm a leader, I'm a mom, I love Jesus, I'm worshiping, I'm praying, I'm in the Bible, I'm doing all of the things I'm supposed to be doing, and yet here I was, never more humbled in my life, I was embarrassed but I ran straight to God. I went deeper in my Bible. I worshiped him in faith. I asked for prayer and help, and I admitted the way that I was feeling, and I chose to follow him, and it's the only thing that got me through that season. Now, coming every Sunday to the house of the Lord is crucial. Hebrews ten twenty five it says, and let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Now the relationships and connections and diving into the word and worshiping together as a community is essential, but skimming through the scriptures on the side screen is not gonna renew our mind. Coming to a worship service, just once, whenever you feel like it, is not really going to sustain you throughout the week. It's continually going to the Lord and bringing those things and letting him renew your mind. He is our source and every anxious thought and desire frustration anger he is the only one that can get you through it anxiety and depression are not a sin and I had to learn that it it wasn't a sinful thing they're warning signals it's an invitation that you need to process through some things with the Lord it's a gift that he's given to you that you can have freedom, that you can experience a sound mind. And in these next few minutes, I just want you to take that first step. Take this invitation to start the process during this song. And The goal is to have a sound mind, not a mind full of anxiety and depression.
2: chaos you are the peace in my suffering you're here with me in the darkness you never flee God of mercy you're walking with me I surrender anxiety all the strife The darkness will flee a sound mind for the spirit sound mind so i, I can see clearly the sound mind your spirit is here. Sound mind, sound mind.
1: man doesn't that make you just feel better to hear those words to take scripture and turn it into a song can change the atmosphere that you're sitting in. It's amazing what just a little worship can do. And isn't it nice to know that anxiety isn't a sin? I mean, have you ever struggled with that? Have you ever struggled with with feeling bad or feeling guilty because you felt anxious? It's super common. And, And the devil loves to make us feel guilty about things that we shouldn't feel guilty about. But it's like what Julie said it's not a sin it's a signal it's a signal when we feel anxious it's our signal to go into action it's our signal to become a dragon slayer now not in the physical sense but in the spiritual sense the Bible talks about this war that we're waging in the spiritual in 2nd Corinthians chapter 10 verses 4 through 6 the Bible says the weapons we fight are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have the divine power to demolish strongholds. A stronghold. Now, that, that's not like a physical castle or, or some barricade that we have to, get to, have to go through. It is a spiritual lie that is turned into a stronghold within us that the devil likes to hide behind. It's a lie that we have learned to believe is the truth. Verse 5 says we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. So we take the thought captive, and we bring it to Christ's obedience. You see, anxiety is this signal to take the thoughts that are making us anxious and bring them under the obedience of Christ. Now, how do we do that? I mean, see, we've read that scripture and over over, and over again, but, but how do we really do that? Well, the first thing we have to do to take thoughts captive is we have to expose those thoughts to the truth. We have to expose them to the truth, then we have to tear down the stronghold, which the Bible says we have the authority to do. We have to tear down the lie that the devil's hiding behind, and then we have to choose to think about something else. Now, Philippians 4, 6 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and uh, petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. We've heard that scripture over and over again. But what do we think about? Well, just two verses down, it tells us what we're supposed to think about. Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things see, if we're thinking about these things, we can't be anxious. You can't think about what is true and noble, thinking about things that are right and purity and and, and things that are lovely and things that are admirable, things that are praiseworthy. If you're thinking about those things, it's impossible to be anxious. Now, I pray this scripture, Philippians 4.8, over my life every day. I say, Lord, bind me to this scripture. Bind me to whatever is true help me to think about what or whatever is noble and right it is a part of my prayer life now because I don't want my mind to go down those wrong avenues so how do we do this how do we make this scripture applicable to everyday life if we start feeling anxious what do we do well first of all identify anxiety as a signal but secondly we have to we have to fight what we're fighting with scripture We have to expose it to the truth like I said and to do this we pray second Timothy 1 7 and 8 let's just say if you are feeling fearful that's the scripture you want to use for God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity but of power love and self-discipline so we start feeling fearful we start feeling anxious and instead of allowing our mind to go down that road we go you know what devil I'm not going there the Lord says, and the Bible says, that God did not give me a spirit of fear, and it's actually called a spirit of fear, so it's demonic in nature, it's coming after us, trying to make us fear, uh, be, to be fearful, I'm not going to feel that way, the Bible says God didn't give me that spirit of fear or timidity, but he gave me power and love and self-discipline. So I'm going to bind up the spirit of fear. I'm going to cast it out of my life in Jesus' name. And instead, I want to bind myself to God's power and his love and his self-discipline. That's the first step. I mean, you want to, you want to stop anxiety and its tracks? You start with Scripture. That's the sword of the Spirit. You're weaponizing the Bible when you start using it the way that you're supposed to. And then we tear down the stronghold. Tear down the stronghold that is telling me that I should be fearful in Jesus' name. and that, You know, so if, if you are believing that you are going to go through something that is making you fearful or something that you have to face that is making you fearful, it's a stronghold. It's a lie that the devil has told you that you, had to fe- you have to fear it. So you say, in Jesus' name, demolish the stronghold where I feel like this is, should make me feel, be fearful. You tear it down. Here's another one that, 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 that pops up from time to time, and that's, that's this lie that the devil tells us, that things are going good now, but the other shoe's going to drop. You ever felt that way? Like, things are going so good, oh no, what's going to happen next? That's a, that's a foreboding spirit. That is a spirit that's talked about in Scripture that makes you not be able to enjoy the fruits of your labor. And instead steals that time that you should be enjoying what God is doing in your life and makes you fearful of what is to come. That's spiritual. And you can bind that spirit and cast it away. And you can, you can claim, you can say, I'm, I'm not going to go there. In Jesus' name, I know that you did not give me a spirit of foreboding. And so, Lord, bind that spirit up and cast it away. And whatever it is that makes me think that I'm going to lose after I win, That's a lie from the devil in Jesus' name. Demolish that stronghold. So we're slaying dragons, picking the sword of the spirit up, we're exposing it to the truth. And then we have to take that thought captive by choosing to think of something else. Choose to think of something else. Choose to think of something positive. Now, this is what begins to change those neural pathways that we've allowed to build in our minds. So instead of thinking about what is making you stressed and allowing your mind to spin out of control, we instead think of something positive. Do you spin? Do you ever do that? We all do, right? We'll start, we'll be doing good, and then we'll start thinking about something, some conflict, some issue some some problem we have with the person and we we start getting paranoid maybe we we allow thoughts in our mind to spin and become bigger than reality that's that's super common that happens to a lot of it it's launched as a as a tool of the devil to get us to think in a wrong way to get us to stop fighting and focus on the problem but when we direct our thoughts to something that is good it stops that process. We don't spin, but it takes a conscious effort. Maybe you decide, okay, I'm going to do that. I'm going to try this. I'm going to try to think about something positive. So I'm going to think about our last vacation we had as a family. It was so much fun. and, and I'm, In fact, I, I'm going to pull up some pictures on my phone and look at, look at some pictures of our last vacation. Or maybe you, you start thinking about your next vacation. Maybe you spend a little time planning it and, and the things that you want to do on that vacation. Those are all things that will cause your mind to go to something good instead of something bad. Now don't choose a vacation that was a nightmare, okay? You didn't want to do that. But but choose one where you had great memories. I love that about uh, uh, technology and and that you can pull up pictures at any time and you can look and and you can allow yourself to think of something positive through something you're seeing visually. Maybe you read a book. Find a book that that you can lose yourself in. And not not always self-help books. I mean, those are great, but sometimes you just need to read a book that will cause your mind, take your mind off your current situation and bring it somewhere else. Listen to podcasts. There's, great. There's this awesome podcast that happens every week that this church called Fellowship Church does. It's awesome. <laughs> They've got all these really awesome speakers that will help you. Now, obviously, you're here, so you wouldn't listen to podcasts this week. But go back into our archives and, and, and look at what our different speakers have spoken that might be able to bless you or help you. And then there are all kinds of great speakers out there that can help you. And, man, you're in a, you're in a car, and you turn the radio off and turn a podcast on. I had to stop listening to talk radio. I had to stop because it was causing me to be fearful. It was causing me to have a foreboding spirit. It was causing me not to trust. And, and, and here's the thing, guys, none of that is healthy so choose something and there's a podcast on everything every interest that you could ever have there's a podcast on it now now I love sports so if the Broncos are winning I'll listen to Bronco podcasts if they aren't I don't listen to Bronco podcasts okay you get to choose though you get to make that choice so find something that will redirect your thoughts watch a funny movie there's so many funny movies out there that you can watch. You can watch over and over again that will make you laugh, that will get your mind off of whatever is stressing you out. And then I was talking to, to, uh, to Julie about this, and she said something that was recommended to her was make a gratitude list. Make a list of all the things that God is doing for you and, and, and the things that uh, uh, he's done for you in the past. And when you start looking at everything that God has done for you, it's hard to go, the route of anxiety. It's hard to go a negative route when you see God's love through his actions in your life. Guys, we have to get aggressive with this because this world's not going to get any easier. The stuff that's happening around us and culture and and all those things, I mean, the Bible predicts it's going to happen. So what we have to do is we have to make sure that we go through unscathed. And God has given us a way to do that. As we just got to expose those lies to the truth. We just got to tear down those strongholds, right? We just got to choose to take that thought captive and bring it under the obedience of Christ. Here's the other thing we got to do. We got to stop word cursing ourselves. A word curse is something that can be spoken over us or we speak over us. And when we say things like, I'm so anxious, I'm so depressed, I'm so stressed out, You're speaking into life the very thing that you're trying to get rid of. Instead, speak things like, I am more than a conqueror. I'm not depressed. In Jesus' name, I have joy. Jesus died that I might have a hope in a future. I'm not going to have a a foreboding spirit because God has his best intentions for me. Change the things that come out of our mouth. Start catching those times when we, we start speaking those negative things into existence or making those things worse than what they really are. Stop spinning in its tracks. Stop it. It's so unhealthy to go down that road. And it will start to affect you physically. Obviously, it's going to affect you emotionally, but if it stays there long enough, then it's going to start manifesting physically in your life. And then it affects everything. Steals your joy steals your hope steals your thoughts turns you into something that you are not and you were not made to be so let's do this this morning Why don't you would you stand with me let's do a little spiritual warfare okay and, and let's identify the the identifiable stuff first what is it right now that you know is stressing you out is it money is it your kids? Is it your marriage? Is it some sport that you're playing or extra ac- extracurricular activity that you're involved with? Maybe it's your grades. Maybe it's your health. Whatever it is, I want you to picture it in your mind. And I want you to picture yourself giving it over to God. Laying it at the feet of Jesus. Jesus, I give this to you. That you may struggle with trust right now, with the people around you, with the government that's over you, with maybe your boss. And it's okay at times to have broken trust. That's that's to protect you. But the one person that's never let you down that's never given you a reason not to trust them is God. And you may not trust all this other stuff, but you can trust him. You can trust him. As you give over whatever that is that you've been feeling so anxious about, know that you can trust him to handle it. So Jesus, we give it all to you. We know you can handle it. We can't. We give it over to you. Now I want you to ask God to break every word curse that you've ever spoken over yourself in Jesus' name. Just do it right there where you're standing. Jesus, break the word curse that I've told myself that I am depressed, that I am anxious, that I am unworthy. Break that word curse in Jesus' name. Help me to watch my words. Help me to know, Lord God, that my words have power. Scripture confirms that. The power of life and death is in the tongue. I pray, Lord Jesus, that you would help everybody in this room, all of us, that we would start speaking life over others and over ourselves. It's going to be different. It's going to take a change. We're going to have to make a conscious effort to do it, but I pray, Jesus, that you would help us do it. Holy Spirit, help us to do it. And now in Jesus' name, we bind up in evil spirits that are causing us anxiety. Bind up in evil spirits that are causing us not to trust you. Bind up in evil spirits of fear or evil foreboding. In Jesus' name, cast them out of us. Tell them to go away. You tell them to go away in Jesus' name. Cleanse us. Cleanse our souls our mind, our will, and our emotion. Cleanse us, Holy Spirit. Cleanse us, Jesus, with your blood. Push out anything demonic in our life. And I pray, Holy Spirit, you would replace it with peace. Peace that passes all understanding. Replace it with peace. Replace replace it with hope. Help us to hope again, Jesus. Jesus. Help us to hope again, Holy Spirit. Not because of what's happening around us, but because we can trust you. We can trust you, God. And when anxiety tries to sneak its way back into our life, Lord, that we would recognize it as a signal. We would go pick up our sword. We would battle. We would fight. And we wouldn't give in. And you'll get all the praise and the honor and glory for it. We love you, Jesus. Thank you for loving us. Thank you that you don't want us to go through a life full of anxiety and worry, fear. Thank you that you came that we might have a life and a life to the fullest. Thank you for that. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you guys. Have a great week. We'll see you next Sunday.
3: Thanks for listening to this week's message at Fellowship Church. If you have not made Christ your Lord and Savior, I want to give you the opportunity to do that right now. The Bible says in the book of Romans, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved and you can do this right now. I just want to encourage you to pray this prayer with me. Dear Jesus, I am a sinner and I need forgiveness. Please forgive me of my sins. I believe that you are Lord, that you died on the cross for my sins, and that you rose again. And God, I thank you for that. I ask you now to be my savior, to guide my life, and to give me a home forever in heaven. And God, I ask you this in your precious son, Jesus Christ's name, amen. If you just prayed this prayer for the first time, we would love to celebrate with you. Please text us at heaven and 94,000 to get in contact with one of our staff where we can answer any questions that you may have. Also, if you're in need of prayer, we would love to support you. You could submit your prayer requests by texting prayer support to 94000 as well. Our prayer team will receive your request and immediately start covering you. If this was your first time experiencing Fellowship Church or if you want to learn more about one of our many ministries, you can text fellowship to 94000 to connect with our staff. As always, we are still just a phone call away. You can contact us at 970-245-PRAY with any questions. Thanks again. We hope to see you next week in person or online.